Once again, we're going to introduce a new song this morning before service starts. You can keep talking. You can, you can enjoy your fellowship. But we're going to sing a song called My King is Known by Love.
singing that we're going to sing it next sunday morning so make sure you're joining in listening to that i'll probably send a link out to you this week so you can just keep singing that but my king is known by love in my life and uh, i'm looking forward to today 26 seconds away from welcoming the live stream so you can still chatter a little bit um but it's it's been a real joy this year bringing these new songs in and the band working on them so hard and so diligently and I'm so thankful that we have such a great team. So give them a hand one more time. And good morning. If you would, welcome. Stand up with me. We want to welcome the live stream this morning. We want to welcome you here in the room. We've got a great crowd. It's going to be a great day with Jamie Ragel speaking this morning. Uh, he is a blast to be around, so I'm looking forward to the day. So let's just go ahead and start worship this morning.
Well, good morning and welcome to Harmony. Whether you're in person or whether you're online, we want to thank you for joining us today. And we've got an awesome lineup today. We've got a special guest, Jamie Ragel. Uh, he would say that he's the original comedian and evangelist, and I would agree. It's going to be an awesome time uh, as we get to that message that he's going to share with us today. But if you're here today and it's your first time, whether you're in person or online, we want to welcome you. We want to thank you for gathering with us today, and we want to let you know that you are a VIP here uh, with us at Harmony. If you're here in person, here's what we would love for you to do. We would love for you uh, to come to the Connection Center immediately following the service. We have a connection card that we would love for you to fill out. We've got a gift that we want to send home with you. Uh, and if you have a prayer request or any special needs in your life that are taking place right now, we would love the opportunity to learn more about that. Uh, and we want to learn more about you and how maybe we can serve you, your family, whatever the situation might be. So we would love to connect with you immediately following uh, our service today. If you're online, you're watching uh, on Facebook Live, you're watching at Harmony uh, Church Online. Uh, we would love the opportunity to connect with you there as well. You can let us know that you're watching uh, in multiple ways, and, and you can just say, hey, I'm a first-time guest uh, today. We'll go back through that feed uh, and look at that. You can uh, instant message us or private message us. Uh, we'd love the opportunity, again, to be able to go back, uh, send a gift out to you in the mail. We will do that. Just let us know, hey, it's my first time. I'd like to learn more about Harmony and the things that are waiting there uh, for me or for your family. Uh, I know that we've got uh, some special things that are, that are uh, going on today. Tonight we have uh, our Awana celebration, end of the year celebration where the clubbers, their families come together. We would invite you to be a part of that right here this evening, 6 o'clock. Uh, it gets started and we're going to uh, recognize those who've uh, completed books, those who've attended, those who've participated. Uh, it's going to be an incredible time as we celebrate those accomplishments together. And then I want to remind you, men, we have the Man Church event next Sunday evening, 5 o'clock, right here in the Family Life Center. We're serving pulled pork, crick fries, mac and cheese. We've got hand pies uh, that, that are going to be uh, fresh from the bakery on that day. But most importantly, Rich Wingo, former Green Bay Packer, uh, is going to be here speaking. I know that he's going to challenge us uh, to be the men that God has called us to be. Uh, so you want to make sure uh, get signed up if at all possible. You can sign up on, on our website. There was an email that was sent out to many of you this week. In fact, all of you is, is my guess. Um, and if you would sign up for that uh, and uh, help us out with that, we would appreciate it. There's other events that are coming up, uh, Churchwide Golf Scramble, some different things, uh, VBS One Day. Uh, you got that information as well. We want to encourage you to participate uh, in all that you can and uh, let God uh, just uh, use the ministries and the opportunities here to make a difference in your life and in the lives of those that you love. Well, today, I want to thank you for being with us, and I'm just going to ask that you would uh, join us in prayer as we get ready to sing a couple more songs, and then Jamie is going to come and speak in just a moment. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today, and we thank you for who you are. We thank you for uh, all that you've done. Lord, I just ask that uh, you would take away the, the struggles that, that are on our mind right now, the questions the things that we uh, are searching for, the answers that we're trying to, to find, God, I pray today that you would help us to find those in you. And Lord, I pray that uh, if there's one that doesn't know you today, whether they're in person, whether they're watching through the online live stream, God, I ask that they would come to know you today, that you would make the difference in their life 
For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with us one more time? We're going to continue just to praise his name this morning and thank him for all of the great things that he's done. There's power in his name. Let's praise the name of Jesus this morning. Chain, oh God, you have done great things. We 
Isn't it absolutely incredible that we can come together and celebrate the name of Jesus, who he is, what he has for us, all that he's done, and know that he's going to do even more. Well, today we have the, the special honor of having a, a very special guest with us uh, today. Uh, he's a guy that can sing, he can preach, he can speak, he can make you laugh. Honestly, he can do it all. God has uh, gifted him uh, in, in an incredible way, and I know that he is going to bless you today. Uh, so let's welcome Jamie Ragel. Jamie, it's here. Well, <laughs> I'm also an accomplished dancer. You didn't put that in there. I don't know who invented those little turnaround things you've got here. Do you know what I'm talking about? You can't drive straight. What, what is that? Who did that? I did not cuss, but I wrote down five new words I'm going to invent. I think I'm going to have Dawn. Is she still in the prayer? I'm going to have Dawn say those words in a little while. No, I, I'm just so glad to be here. I was uh, here in Cincinnati. My mother, my mother died uh, since my last visit. She died in November. Um, this is just a little loud, too. Um, she died something called acute lymphoblastic leukemia. It attacks women in their older years. And I've been trying to fly from Virginia uh, at least once a month, spend time with my dad. Dad is uh, 86, and if mother would have lived till January, they would have been married 66 years. But obviously, I'm talking to Dad about getting old, and Dad's looking at me like, son, you don't have any idea, you know, what you're talking about. He said, well, how's old age affecting you? I said, Dad, for instance, I can be driving down the road. I have to turn down the radio to see better. <laughs> Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, when you're old, you'll get a cramp, some, like in your eye. Your eye will just start, you think, what's that? Or a hair will come out of your nose that you have no idea where it came from and slap you in the face. And it's not just like a hair, it's like cable. When you pull, you don't pull those, it can really hurt. But uh, I'm so glad to be here, and I don't know how many of you are glad to be back in church. Um, because... Uh, <laughs> Church on the couch is not like church in the house, the house of God. If you have your Bible, I won't be long and I won't be boring, uh, I pray, <laughs> but you will not beat the Methodists to the Chinese buffet because they have an underground tunnel, those Methodists. 1 Samuel chapter 30, in my life, and here's what I've found to be true. It's not usually one thing that discourages me. It's not just an event, unless it's a catastrophic event, but it's not usually an event that wrecks my day or ruins my week. In my life, I don't know about your life, but in my life, when it rains, it pours. It's one thing right after another thing, right after another thing. And I don't know where you are this week. I would say everybody here has probably battled discouragement, depression. I can tell you this. If I were an atheist, if I were an atheist, reading your Bible is like reading tomorrow morning's headlines. God says in the Word of God, He says in the last days, let me give you a for instance. God says 
in the last days, you will have children, but you will not enjoy them. Because they will go into captivity. I got news for you. You can live in the most beautiful place in Indianapolis. I visited not long ago a little community called Carmel or Carmel. It's beautiful homes there. Gorgeous homes. You can live in one of those beautiful homes, but I want to tell you, when your kids don't live right, it don't matter where you live. A parent, a parent is only as happy as their saddest child. Write that down. I don't care how much money you make where you live. A parent is only as happy as their saddest child. And God says, among other things in the last days, you'll have kids, but you won't enjoy them because they'll go into captivity. It's not beyond the realm of belief. There are parents here this morning. Your kids are on drugs. Word came to me this week about a precious friend and his family and his daughter, an accomplished young professional. And she's now addicted to crystal methamphetamine. And I want to tell you, I don't know what you know about crystal methamphetamine, but it's unlike any other drug out there. It's devastating. People get their life straight and for two or three years walk the chalk line, and out of nowhere, crystal meth will call your name. It'll drag you right back in. It's a, it's a game changer. And only the power of God can break that. And the father is weeping and the mother is weeping and the child has sores and the child's uh, emaciated and skeletal. But she just can't wait to get out and do some more. God says in the last days, strangers have devoured your land and you don't even know it. Does anybody know what we're spending to fund illegal activity in this country? Health care, medical costs. Let me, listen to this. God says in the last days, there will be an emergence of pestilence. I don't know where you stand on the issue of COVID, but I'll tell you this. This is the first pandemic. This is the first medical issue where well people have had to be quarantined. In the past, sick people were quarantined. But God says in the last days, there'd be an emergence of pestilence. That means diseases of no known cure. Folks, God says, listen to this, weak, weak, weak enemies have destroyed your armies. Folks, we haven't won a war since World War II. Korea's a roll of the dice. Some say, well, we won. Some say we didn't. We lost in Vietnam. We participated in a war where victory was not our goal. The government knows every soldier in their family who participated in Vietnam a sincere apology and never erased that for a war where victory... Listen, our American ambassador, I don't know if you remember this, but our American ambassador with the American flag folded under his arm gets on his military helicopter running in fear from a nation the size of the state of Vermont. And do you know what we do today? We hear this and it changes nothing. Eh, you know, he's right. I'm not going to worry about it. My neighbor tells me, and I wear this all the time, it's on the t-shirt back there, it's on the bread. The single most powerful, the single most powerful statement that has helped navigate 
a, a new direction in my life, and that's this. Eternity is a long time to be wrong. Neighbor says, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in Jesus. I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe in hell. You better hope you're right if you're lost. Because eternity is a long time to be wrong. In this passage, 1 Samuel 30, David is at the lowest point in his life. And I've battled it. When you lose your mom, and, and I, I didn't lose her. I know where she's at. But when mom is no longer around it, it's different. I can't talk to her. I can't speak to her. I'm watching my dad. My dad is like a little boy. Back in those days, daddy's went to work, and mother stayed at home and worked harder. But I never came home where their meal wasn't fixed. I didn't wear dirty clothes to school. My mother was a wonderful secretary when she got pregnant with me, but she told dad, I don't want somebody else raising my kids, and mother stayed home. And... But my dad, I don't think my dad's ever fried an egg. I don't think he's ever balanced a checkbook. And it's just pitiful to watch him navigate through life without his queen. I don't know about you, but this has been a heavy time. And for some of you, it's overwhelming. And it's not just raining like it is outside this morning. It's not just sprinkling. It's pouring. I got something for you today that I hope will encourage you. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, and by the way, do you know you're going to get out of church what you come expecting? Quit coming to get offended. Some of you I could slap and God would say amen. That's how <laughs> you just, you're just so hateful. Yeah. I had a lady in my church. I was pastoring in Florida. She says, Pastor, you know what I don't like? I said, yeah. You don't like anything. <laughs> you don't like anything. She looked at me like I... She says, well, you need to know this. And when they say that, whoo-hoo. I've been praying about leaving this church. I said, well, you need to know this. That makes two of us. I've been praying you'd leave too. So once you quit getting my hopes built up, I don't want you to be here if this is not where God wants you. But don't tell me that God has released you from the covenant relationship that you have with your church because some little song you didn't like one Sunday morning that had a beat that was just a little more than your little old sour self could handle. Tell the and I like the mask. I like them. They save you from some of the worst breath that you have. <laughs> People, are, have you, do you ever want to ask somebody, can't you smell that? <laughs> oh, like hot dog water. You, do you know that? <laughs> Get right up. Would you like to pray? Oh, yes, I'll pray. I'll go to the mission field, whatever you want. That's funny. I don't care what you think. That's, that's pretty funny. 1 Samuel 30, 
Verse number three. When David and his men saw the ruins, by the way, of this city called Ziklag, David was, David was responsible for this little town. And while he and his men were on military maneuvers, the Amalekites came. The Bible says David and his men saw the ruins and realized what had happened to their families and they wept until they had no more power to weep. How many of you have ever cried till you can't cry anymore? Look at verse number five. David's two wives, Ahinoam, the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the wife, she was actually the widow of Nabal, were among those captured. David was now in great danger because the men were speaking about stoning them because they were bitter about losing their sons and their daughters. But David, if you have your pencil, David <clears throat> encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Everybody look this way for just a minute. Folks, encouragement is possible. You can be encouraged. But listen... If you're going to be encouraged, you can't look to people for your encouragement. Some of you have put all your eggs in the basket. Well, you know, I, I used to go to church, but I don't go anymore. I got offended. Well, grow up. I just walked to the men's bathroom. Whoever was in there before me, <laughs> you really offended me. I'm serious. You need to put crime tape over that door. I know who you are because I saw your shoes. <laughs> I feel sorry for whoever lives at your house. <laughs> Folks, <clears throat> that's funny too. <laughs> if you want to be encouraged, you can be, but you can't look to other people for your encouragement. Listen, that includes your husband. That includes your wife. Some of you, you live in the same home, under the same roof, but you're complete strangers. There's no intimacy on any level. You talk to a man about intimacy, it means something entirely different than it does to a woman. But intimacy is completely void. Uh, you remember after you first get married and she says, Oh, baby, I want you to lay right next to me. I want to feel your heartbeat. I want you to squeeze up next to me. I want to feel your warm body next to mine. That lasts a few weeks. <laughs> and then it's, huh, can you quit breathing on me? <laughs> Won't you go sleep on the couch? Well, what about my heartbeat? <laughs> I can live with that. No, you know, Folks, listen, you can't, you can't look to a church for your encouragement. You can't look to a job. You can't look to a pastor. You sure can't look to an evangelist. We're humans. We fail. And there are people, though, listen, they've come. Their whole life is about finding why they're offended. And I say, listen, you'd better let God heal the hurt in your life. Because if you don't, you will bleed on the people who didn't cut you. Some of you spent your whole life bleeding on everybody that had nothing to do with why you're in the predicament you're in. And folks, if you want God's blessing on your life, you can't keep holding hands with the world. 
You're living, in, you're living in sin with somebody you're not married to and you wonder why God's not blessing you. We're dealing with this right now. I dealt with a family not long ago and here's the thing. He found out she's been cheating on him. And so we're talking and she, she is trying to make excuses. He's devastated. It's usually the other way around. But I said, you know what's really interesting? I performed the wedding ceremony. I, I, I officiated the, the wedding. I said, both of you were saved when you were dating. Is that correct? And they said, yes, we were both saved. I said, both of you were having sex before you got married too. So if you were breaking God's law before you got married... And don't be upset when one or both breaks God's law after you're married. Well, I, I never thought of that. Folks, we want all the blessings of a blessed life and an encouraged life, but we're holding hands with the devils and demons of hell. <clears throat> I, I, I love the name Harmony. I really do love that name. I just hope it is. Folks, when people come to church, they ought to understand, this is not a country club. This is a place where hurting people can come. This is a hospital for sinners. I can't tell you the churches I've walked in, and you'll hear somebody go, well, you know, that's Nancy's daughter. You know, she's pregnant, and she's not married. You know what? Shame on you. If that little girl's pregnant, first of all, she's, she's already aware of that. Secondly, she needs to know no matter where she is, you still have a future with God. No matter how deep the stain of your sin, you still have a future with God. And I want to tell you, you people who have strong convictions and no compassion, something doesn't ring true about that. If you're going to be encouraged, you can't look to people for your encouragement. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. When the Bible says David was distressed, that's an interesting word in the Hebrew. It means <clears throat> he was blind to the future. Does anybody here ever see your life never getting any better? I hear people say, no one understands. The man that I married. You married him. Do you remember when somebody told you not to marry the moron? And you said, ain't nobody going to tell me. Ain't nobody going to tell me. That's my man. How's that working for you? You thought you married the man of your dreams. You have a couch that burps. There you go. There you go. Well, she's changed. Yeah, I hear guys say, she's changed. Well, so have you, Bubba. You don't believe that? Look in a mirror. Naked. I'm telling you, do you ever just look at yourself and go, what in the world? This mole's got an afro. I, Where'd that come from? 
things fall off and shift. You look like a busted can of biscuits. Look like somebody took a ball-peen hammer and just hit the back of your legs. Somebody took a magic mark and drew down the bellows, broken veins. Look like somebody... <laughs> you ever been to a high school reunion? You ever, have you been to a high school reunion? I don't mean you little ones over here. We've been out of high school five years. I've got food in my refrigerator older than you. <laughs> anybody, seen the, anybody seen the prom queen after about 40, 45 years? <laughs> Whoo, Lord, she looks like me. I'm telling you, I'll never forget. It's a two-day event. She's out the pool. <laughs> She's out by the pool. She had high school, she had a little butterfly tattoo right here. It ain't a butterfly. It looks like a broken 747 with a wing about to fall off or a pterodactyl. <laughs> she married my buddy, the dentist. Oh, I sat at that table and I, you know what I was thinking? That Garth Brooks song, sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayer. There's a lady at my tape table the other day, she said, if I was your wife, and I thought, <laughs> she said, <laughs> she said, if I was your wife, she said at my tape table, she said, if I was your wife, I'd put poison in your coffee. I said, if I was your husband, I'd drink it. I listen, I'd rather be trapped in a steam room with the village people than be married to you one. I would never be married to you. And by the way, folks, laughing is good medicine. A merry heart does good like a medicine. But I will tell you this. I used to say if you're in a building and everybody's laughing but you're not, guess who might have the problem? Don't say that anymore because you just don't know what somebody's walking through. That period of time my mother died, I knew she was in heaven, I knew she wasn't suffering anymore. But there's no comedian, there's no preacher, there's no friend that could really do a whole lot during that time. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, let me quickly say this. You still have your Bible open, <clears throat> if you get a chance. The Bible says, uh, look at verse, uh, verse number 8. David asked the Lord, should I chase after this band of raiders? Will I catch him, them? And the Lord told him, yes, go after them. You surely will recover everything that was taken. So does anybody know what, what's going on here? So the Amalekites come, they burn the city, take the women and children captive. David gets encouraged in the Lord, but in verse 8, he asks the Lord this question, should I go get what they took? Verse 8, God says, yes, you go after it, and without fail, you'll recover all. Look at verse 9. So David went... <clears throat> He and the 600 men that were with him. Everybody look this way. Where'd those 600 men come from? They came out of verse 6. 
These are the same people three verses ago that were going to stone him. You want to you hear a good lesson? When you get encouraged in the Lord, <clears throat> there's always a regrouping of the disheartened. Best thing to happen in a church is for a pastor to be encouraged in the Lord. Best thing to happen in a family is for mom and dad, husband and wife to be encouraged in the Lord. When you get encouraged in the Lord, there's always a regrouping of people around you that need it. I love to make people laugh. Oh, I get criticized for it. I sure do. <clears throat> and my heart is pure. I don't, I don't try to say funny things because I disrespect the pulpit. My daddy told me, and I, I, I sure uh, uh, I approve of his opinion more than I do yours. Because I know who he is and I know he walks with God. My dad's the most godly man I've ever known. And sometimes he speaks. My dad lives Jesus. He said, son, you keep making people laugh. Because down every row there's a broken heart. I don't know what you're walking through, but I want to tell you, as an evangelist, I had three meetings last year. Three meetings. Could you live on three weeks' salary for a whole year? Am I doing that, preacher, if I've done something wrong? I'm getting tased back there. I can tell you. All I see is a hand whirling back because you got these lights on cornea burn. <clears throat> Who invented those? <laughs> I hear you out there, but I can't see you. He was looking right at me. No, I wasn't. My retinas are burned out. <laughs> when you get encouraged in the Lord, there's a regrouping of the disheartened. But folks, let me just say this. If you finish reading this chapter, guess what? Of those 600 men that said they would go to battle with him, if you read down like verse 20 or 21, you know what you'll find? 200 of those men said, we can't, we can't do this. So that you ever had somebody promise you something and then back out on you? Did you ever feel like you had a support group and found out they wasn't much support at all? 200 of these 600 men that said, we'll go to battle with you. The Bible says they, they backed out and they abode by the brook Bezor. Now, does anybody know how David talked to those 200 men that backed out? Look at this, folks. He didn't chew them out. He didn't yell at them. He didn't cuss at them. He didn't malign them. He saluted them. Here, folks, if you get encouraged in the Lord, you are not continually affected by the conduct of other people. And the reason some of you, everybody has to live a certain way around you and tiptoe around you over your little sensitive feelings is because your encouragement is not in the Lord. You know, this is a wonderful thought, and I'm going to kind of streamline this. How many of you know, anybody here ever read this story that I'm sharing with you today? Have you ever read this story? How many of you know that David got what the Amalekites took? How many of you know God said you'll get it back? How many of you know he got it back? He did. Do you know what he did with it? He gave it away. You want to hear something wonderful? When you get encouraged in the Lord, 
you become a generous person in every way because you find out this is not what makes you happy. He's what makes you happy. I used to sing a little song. I can't remember all the words now. I don't regret a mile. I've traveled for the Lord. I don't regret the times. I've trusted in his word. Many days have come and gone. Many days without a song. I don't regret a mile. I've traveled for the Lord. And I had to keep singing that driving through the traffic here yesterday. <laughs> Folks, if you're old enough to remember when there were not cars, you don't need to be driving one. <laughs> and listen, wackadoo, don't hang your handicapped sticker in the middle of the... While you're driving. I don't want to be handicapped. Have you ever been behind that guy that's had his blinker on since 1955? <laughs> and then when you finally decide you're going to go around him, he decides to turn. And quit putting your makeup on when you ought to be driving. It's not helping. You or traffic. Oh, it's funny. My daughter's a hairdresser. Ha! This lady comes in the other day. Heidi cuts my hair for free. But here's the thing, Dawn. I have to wait until she's available. So she has all these clients. So she'll sneak me in for a snip here or a snip. And I'm sitting there. And this lady walks in with a picture of an actress named Kate Beckinsale. Now, first of all, the woman looked like Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> and there are just a few of us who know who that is. She walks in with a picture of Kate Beckinsale, and she says, I would like to look like this. And I'm over here, and Heidi's going, don't say You know, I'm. <laughs> it's a comb, not a wand. I don't. What? What is. Ladies, you're pretty. Just deal with it, okay? You don't have to. Some of you have got so much makeup. Have you seen those gals that wear the makeup that has that line of demarcation right here? Where fantasy ends <laughs> and reality begins. <laughs> they got some new product for crepe skin. I don't even know what that is. Is that like spackle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the color is, doesn't look natural. That's because you're 80. You're not blonde. And you fellas, listen, if you're losing your hair, deal with it. Shave it off. Quit growing it eight feet over here and sweeping it over. It's over. 
getting old. I, t- I don't know about you. I bend over once a day. That's it. I bend over once a day, and I look around. Is there anything else I need to do while I'm down here? You get old, you have to stand up five minutes to decide what you're going to do. You know, some of you here today, your hearts are broken, and and here's the reason. this, This could probably be the most poignant part of this message. Here's how some of you pray. God, help me get my health back. And I could be encouraged. Help my kids come back home. And I could be encouraged. Help me get a better job and I could be... Folks, I want to show you something in this passage that I hope will change your life. You've got the process backwards. You ready? Write this down. The recovery came after the encouragement. David got encouraged in the Lord and then the recovery came. God doesn't give you a job so you can be encouraged. God wants you to be encouraged so you can get your job. Because he doesn't want your job to be the source of your encouragement. Does anybody remember the story? Word came to Jesus that his friend Lazarus died. Do you remember? And do you know when the sisters summoned Jesus, he didn't just take off and go. He waited. Well, that didn't sit well with Martha. Mary went to the house because Mary had a deep, settled peace in her life. If Jesus, if Jesus is aware of this, he's got this whether I understand it or not. You know what? Your life will change the, the day you realize this is out of my control, but it's never out of his control. So what happened was, and if you remember the story, Jesus came. How long had Lazarus been dead? Anybody know? Four days. Does anybody remember when Martha said, basically, Lord, if you would have been here, anybody remember? If you would have been here, he wouldn't have died. How many of you know, and this amazes me, Jesus basically looked at Martha and said, do you, do you know who you're talking to? I'm the resurrection and the life. Though he were dead, yet shall he live. Folks, if God can walk past the tomb of his dead friend and speak life into a corpse that's been gone for four days, how big is your problem that he can't help you with? Yeah, I keep telling my husband that. I keep telling my wife that. Have you ever talked to somebody till you're blue in the face to try to show them? Folks, God's not something. God is everything. Listen, 
These beautiful young people. You know what? I, I wish I would have listened to my own advice. I have not lived every day like I should. I've not lived every day of my life at the foot of the cross. But I'm telling you, when you see, when you see life overwhelming you and you see no way out, there is a way out. And it's not another relationship, and it's not drugs, and it's not, you know, this world, folks, it's so problematic. It's nothing, it's nothing today to see a person that has lived what one would believe is a pretty average, ordinary life who one day says, you know, I don't know if I'm a man or a woman. And all it is, and I don't even laugh about it, because it's crushing. These are people that Jesus died for, but they're looking for an answer in something that God says will never satisfy you. He told a woman at the well, he says, and by the way, you can get mad at me. Here's how much I care about that at all. I didn't write the book. You got a problem, take it up with God. Jesus met a woman at the well. Does anybody remember the story? He says, you've had five husbands, and the dude you're shacking up with is not your husband. And Jesus gave, gave her living water. He said, if you drink this that I give you, what you've been drinking won't taste good anymore. I'm telling you, when that woman met Jesus, she didn't go back to Samaria and keep shacking up with every dude. Why do you? You think that's the answer? I just need a relationship. Get a golden retriever. <laughs> they're much nicer and their breath smells better. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. Lady sent me a note. She said, I saw a picture on Instagram, okay, I didn't even know I was on it. I'm on it. I don't know how I got on it. I saw a picture of you on Instagram, and your dog was on the couch in your home. Okay. I take that over a lot of sweaty behinds that's been on there before. That's why they call it furniture, Karen. Slow your roll. Okay. What kind of life do you have if you see a picture and you go, who is that sitting next to him? Well, I see a reflection in their sun. And you know why you're laughing? Because you do it. I see a reflection. Wonder who that is. I got an idea. Get your face in this book. It'll change everything. Folks, when you get encouraged in the Lord, you realize, I have something the world can't buy. I have Jesus and the recovery. It'll come. I had a profoundly handicapped daughter named Holly. She was one of my twins. And uh, about... A month after she was born, she suffered a brain bleed. 
that the doctors finally determined was the result of a birth defect. And she lived her entire life blind. She couldn't even eat food because her brain was so damaged, it had affected her ability to swallow. Does that make sense? She would aspirate. For a while, we could blend her food up real fine, like baby food. Or we would have a, an ice cream or a frozen yogurt, and she, but then she got so bad, she began to aspirate, and she would get pneumonia. And you've all seen little children like this, and she didn't walk and talk, and she couldn't speak, and she couldn't see. And for about the last 15 years of her life, she was on a ventilator. And I remember just watching, and, and I'm telling you, not for sympathy, not for sympathy. But uh, I would sometimes feel guilty when I would just say, Lord, I just, I just wish in your mercy. You know, she would lay on this side, and you couldn't pull her arms out. They were like frozen concrete. You couldn't turn her head. This ear looked like an MMA fighter. You've seen MMA fighters that have cauliflower ears where somebody's pounded the side of their head and it was contused. And that's my little girl. And, and I would pray, God, please heal her. Please heal her. Well, I'm here to announce she's healed. She wasn't healed here. But God gave me a promise that this mortal will put on immortality. This corruptible will put on incorruption. I, I don't know, Pastor, who's going to play this morning, the, the keyboard? If whoever's going to play would just come and begin to play. They're probably out there smoking. Oh, you, oh sorry. <laughs> That's what musicians do. You know, after a set, they're going to go out and have a Marlboro. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Whatever God lays. As she plays, I want to ask you a question. Have you learned the value of having that person in your life that's willing to say the most difficult thing in the world to you? But you know they say it because they love you. I'm about to be 64. I don't like it at all. Can't stand it. Don't want to go to the Cracker Barrel. I, I don't want to do that. All my friends do, hey. And they all walk like this. Want to go to the Cracker Barrel? No. I don't want to split a meal. You old people like me, what's wrong with you? Honey, let's get it and split it. Let's not and say we did. I don't want to go to Branson. It's like Las Vegas for people with no teeth. I don't want to go. My doctor told me the other day, but then reality sets in. My doctor says, hop up here. Hop? 
Did you just say hop? My hopping is over. I got to go thirsty when I get in. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. How are we today? I'll let you know in just a moment. I got to see what you're going to do with those rubber gloves. <laughs> then I'll give you an idea how we're doing. When you get old. I remember it used to be open your mouth and say ah. Not anymore. <laughs> Drop your trousers. I have an earache. Drop your trousers. <laughs> and then we have these tests that have the word oscopy in them. Those always mean searchlights and air compressors. Garden hoses. You got to get handlebars for the commode for the night before. Because they're going to give you a jug of powder called Go Lightly. That's a lie. <laughs> Have you laughed a little? I hope. I hope maybe somebody's heart's been encouraged today. But I hope in the process. You've heard the clear message. Encouragement comes from the Lord. I told Pastor John last night at supper, let me get down here where you're at. It's probably my age. And it, and it could very well be the day and hour which we live. But eternity is something that is in my thought process every day. And when I say eternity is a long time to be wrong, I want to end my part uh, with you today by saying this. The devil's a liar. He is the father, Miss Debbie, he's the father of all lies the devil could care less if you go throughout your whole life really believing you're saved and then dying and going to hell right off of a church pew I hope you'll remember this God has never saved you if he hasn't changed you. That means if you are what you were, then you ain't. And that's bad grammar, but it's good theology. When God saves you. He changes you. Can I end with this? I keep saying that, don't I? The most shocking... Now I can see you without the cornea burners. The most shocking scripture that I've ever read is in Luke 13. In verse 22, the Bible says, the Lord was out and about. And somebody asked the Lord this question. Listen to this question. Somebody asked the Lord, Lord, are just a few people going to be saved? 
His response is terrifying to me. He said, strive. I think it's in verse 24. Strive. The Greek word means agonize. So somebody asked the Lord, Lord, are just a few people going to be saved? Jesus said, agonize to enter in at the straight gate. For many, I say unto you, will seek to enter in, and they will not be able. Do you know why this is terrifying? These are not atheists he's talking to. These are not agnostics. These are people who think they're going to heaven or trying to get there. Janice comes to the altar the other night. In the process, she looks at me. She says, preacher, what if I get saved and I'm already saved? Well, you can't do that. But if you could, I'd rather be saved twice than lost once. Because eternity's a long time to be wrong. Do you, could it be the reason discouragement has overwhelmed you and in, in, encouragement has evaded you is because you never settled the question of eternity. Do you know, do you know that 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 you know do you know for sure you're going to heaven do you know that you know that you know because if you don't have that settled this is as good as life gets I wouldn't live one day pretty sure if you're 99% sure that you're saved you might be 100% lost. I'd get it settled. Can we bow our heads? I wonder how many friends this morning, I wonder how many friends this morning would just hold up your hand and say, Jamie, when you pray today, would you pray for me? I am not 100% sure that I'm going to heaven. I don't know that I know that I know that I am. Jamie, I, I'm not 100% sure that I'm going to heaven. By the way, you might be here today and say, Jamie, there was a time I thought I was saved, but I don't know now. Whoever you are, how many friends this morning would just take your hand and say, Jamie, when you pray today, would you pray for me? I'm not 100% sure that I'm going to heaven, but I don't want to die without Jesus. Pray for me. Would you take your hand, hold it up right now, and say that's me. God bless you. Hold it up real high. God bless you, little lady. Hold it up real high. God bless you, sir. God bless you, young man. How many others? And God bless you, sweetie. And God bless you, dear lady. How many others? Just up and down. Just up and down. How many others? How many of you? God bless you, kind sir. And God bless you, sir. How many others? Up and down. Jamie, I'm, and God bless you, sir. I'm tired of living in doubt. I'm tired of living in fear. And I'll be honest with you, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm not going to die and go to hell for anybody. How many others would hold up your hand and say, I do not know that I know. I do not know that I know that I'm going to heaven, but pray for me. And God bless you, sir. And God bless you, little lady. 
How many others? Hold up your hand high as you can. And God bless you, ma'am. And God bless you, lady. How many others? Teenager, God bless you. How many others? Take your hand high as you can. God bless you, doll. I'll see you, honey. God bless you. How many others? Hold up your hand right now. Jamie. I don't know for sure that I'm going to heaven. But I don't want to die without Jesus. Pray for me. How many of you will join these, maybe a dozen, who have raised their hand? How many... How many others will hold up your hand and say, I want to get included in this prayer? Hold up your hand right now in Jesus' name. Hold it up right now and say, I want to get in on that. God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. God bless you, dear. How many of you would say, Jamie, I'm saved? And I'm sure. But man, I needed what I heard today. I can't speak for one other person. If they're mad about it, Guess what I'm glad about? I needed to laugh today. I needed to smile today. My heart needed the encouragement today. I'm saved and I'm sure, but I'm telling you, God dealt with me. I needed what I heard today. I want my life to be different because of it. How many of you take your hand, hold it straight up in the air and say, that's the group I'm in. God bless you, friends. Would everybody that raised your hand would you look right here at me? Would everybody who raised your hand look right here? Look right here. You asked me to pray for you, and I'd love to do that. I'm also aware that not everybody can kneel. But you can stand. And if you can kneel, come and kneel. But if you raised your hand and said, "I listen, I needed what I heard. I'm not sure that I... I don't want you to wait and see who else comes, Okay? I'm going to count to three. And I want you to get right up out of your seat all over this building. And I want you to come right here. And I want to pray with you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Here we go. One. Come on. Two. Three. Just come right now. Don't wait and see who else comes. Just come on. Come on. We'll wait for you. Stand around. Come on. All over the building. And if you can scoot up, come on, come on, come on. I've prayed prayers before that I didn't mean. There's a word you hear a lot today, it's the word disingenuous. Well, that was a disingenuous statement, or he is a disingenuous person. It simply means it wasn't genuine. I've prayed prayers before that I didn't mean. I prayed them because I thought I was in trouble, or I selfishly prayed them to feel like I need to get out of a situation. And they were not genuine prayers. But I want you to know, whoever you are, whatever you're walking through, and I don't know, if you pray today from your heart, God will not only save you, He'll wash away every bit of guilt and shame. And if you're here today and you do need encouragement, I know I do. Can I be super transparent? Just super, super transparent. If you've ever heard Smokey Robinson's song, The Tears of a Clown, I've felt that way many times. I might appear to be happy, 
And I don't say this for anyone's, again. But I have friends for a week at a time or a day at a time. Because I'm nowhere long enough really to cultivate a friendship. This city, that city, this city, that city. But I know the answer. And it's found in Christ. Will you pray with me? If you're here today and you don't know that you're saved, I want you to pray this. Or if you're in the audience, pray this with me. Dear Lord, I know that I'm a sinner. I can't save myself. But I know you can. That's why I came. With my mouth I confess. In my heart I believe that you died for me. And I place my faith and I place my trust in you Jesus and what you did for me. I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Please accept me. I don't want anyone to look, but I wonder how many of you just prayed that with me. At the altar or on the main floor, would you take your hand, hold it straight up in the air, and just say, I just prayed that with you. Look look at all these hands. All these hands. God bless you if you meant what you prayed. Your name's been written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now I'd like to pray for the rest of us. Father, in the beautiful name of Jesus, what a beautiful name it is. I pray for encouragement. I pray for healing. God, I pray that you'd lift up spirits and broken hearts. I pray today, God, that you would bring comfort. Holy Spirit of the living God, I pray for Harmony Church. And God, I, I pray that you would just make this church continue to make it a lighthouse. God, I pray you would bless Pastor John and the staff. God, for those who are brokenhearted and those who are in need of encouragement and touch from you, Holy Spirit today, I pray you'd be ever so real. Father, we look to you and we commit our lives to you. Thank you for those who put their faith in you today. And God, may you strengthen their faith. I pray this all and believe in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home and allowing us to share hope with you. You know, when we think about the love of Jesus, it's absolutely amazing to stop and realize that he gave his life for you and for me. And all we have to do is simply put our faith and trust in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that changes us for all eternity. Today, if you've never invited Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to be your personal savior, I want to encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as admitting that your life is not perfect, admitting that you've sinned, that you've missed God's mark of perfection, and putting your faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God's love in action, and he demonstrated his love for you and for me by going to the cross, by 
being buried and by rising again on the third day. And today, if you'd like to invite him to forgive you of your sins and to be your savior, I would encourage you right where you are just to simply say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. And he will do it. If you've made that decision today, please let us know. Please reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you learn more about who Jesus is and the incredible plan that he has for your life. If you are a part of the Harmony family, uh, you're part of our Harmony uh, online community and our online campus, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And I want to invite you to start regathering with us in person if you would like to do so. But please remember, we're keeping everything online as well, so you're not going to miss out uh, on our Sunday morning experience and the other things that we've been doing through the week. We're going to continue to offer those and to continue to meet a need in your life. And if you would like to help us continue uh, to serve our community and, and literally the world, uh, we would encourage you to hop on over to harmonyofavon.com forward slash give, and you'll be able to help us continue the ministry and to make a difference, not only here locally, but globally as well. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home, and I pray uh, for God's greatest blessings in your life, and I hope that you'll continue to stay connected to us throughout the week. You have a great day.